Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. All right, Solar Warriors, welcome back. It's another Tactical Tuesday, short form conversations with subject matter experts designed to give you practical tools, tips, and advice to build your solar business and career. And if you've been building a residential solar installation business, well, then today's Tactical Tuesday is for you. Are you on the front lines trying to convince homeowners for value over price and trying to help them understand how this investment is going to improve their overall well-being and life and uh, be a much better investment than other places they could sock their money away? Well, you'll want to listen up today because I'm going to go deep on some recent consumer research information that's going to help you sell solar better. Today's guest, Brian Lynch, is the director of solar and storage for LG Electronics Solar Business. He's a longtime solar warrior, and this is going to be a fun conversation. You'll want to stick around. And while we're at it, if you love these, you can go back and hear hundreds more at mysuncast.com. This and every other Tactical Tuesday, as well as all of the advice that we give on these episodes, is right there for your perusing. And while you're there, why don't you take our customer survey? It's a two-minute survey to fill out. It really does make a huge difference. I read every one of them. It helps us know exactly who's listening and how we can make your world better. But for now, get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, as we tune in to another powerful conversation here on Suncast. Okay, as I said, Brian Lynch is a solar OG. Brian and I have been uh, selling solar together and against one another in some capacity since the aughts. It's been a lot of fun watching his career ascension now to become the director of uh, the solar and storage component of major Korean manufacturer, LG Electronics, a name brand that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. If you're out there selling high efficiency and value to your clients. You probably got LG in the mix with uh, Panasonic and uh, I bet SunPower. There are a few panels in the market today that compare in a lot of ways. And Brian's not asking me to say that. I'm uh, pointing out the obvious here. For those of you who are selling to consumers, you understand the value of power density. You understand the value of, of consumer sentiment towards longstanding brands. Well, recently LG produced some consumer research into buying habits and consumer sentiment towards solar products. So I wanted to have Brian come on and tell us a little bit more about the data behind the data and how we can use this in our own sales process. Brian, welcome to Suncast, my friend. Nico, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's been a little while since May and we had our uh, Suncast morning show at uh, Midwest Solar Expo. Shout out to our friend Jake Rosemarin and the team over there. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And you've been busy since then this summer. You've produced a ton of articles and content for solar installers, helping them run their businesses more efficiently. Tell me about how the Harris Poll came about. Yeah, I appreciate that, Nikos. So LG, you know, as every business kind of started 2020, 
thinking we had a great business plan, great business models, going to be a strong year. The world shifted <laughs> on its axis and things got a little crazy for us. You know, marketing budgets are always the first things to get cut when uh, businesses turn down. And LG decided instead of just slashing the marketing budget to really optimize our marketing spend. And the best way to do that is through consumer research. Let's make sure that the way we're approaching the market, the way that we're enabling our partners is spot on. And that's how the genesis of the Harris Poll came about. And the timing honestly couldn't have been better. We're really excited to have this data and to share it with the broader market, not just LG Pro partners, but everybody who's involved in this space, because we all know that customer acquisition is so inefficient for residential solar. So for those of us who've been in the business a long time, probably the gold standard is SunPower's dealer uh, model. Help me understand the LG Pro partner. I've heard you say this term before, but I don't really uh, have in my mind uh, what it means to be an LG Pro partner. Yeah, so LG Pro Network is our loyalty program for our installer partners. LG is such a, a powerful brand, even before we quantified that with Harris. It's a way for our installer partners to connect the LG brand and the LG technology to consumers. And there's a variety of marketing programs and support material that we supply exclusively to our partners. Uh, things like co-branding, social media, blog posts, and then a really deep dive into this Harris data. We shared all the data with them via Harris poll, uh, as opposed to kind of the high level stuff that we'll be talking about. It is a free program to join and we assign loyalty tiers based on your percentage of business you do with LG as well as the size of your market. So you can be a small player in a small market, but if you're loyal to LG, we give you the same treatment as a very large installer in a, in a mature market like California. Yeah. And I've seen the, uh, the webinar that you guys produced for your pros on this, uh, on this Harris poll data. And it does go deep into the data and insights. We're going to highlight some of that data, but I would recommend if you are in the business of installing solar on a residential or commercial level and you haven't joined the LG pro network, you really should reach out to Brian. Brian, I can imagine that as you pointed out with the world shifting under our feet every single day right now, there are kind of two types of installer, those who make a flight to quality and those who make a flight to price, right? I think our whole industry has for a, for a long time been battling this idea of commoditization. And while solar panels themselves may well be considered on some level a commodity, it's important that we understand brand relevance for consumers, especially if we are to position certain brands in front of them for them to make educated decisions on their own. Can you give us a sense from your findings, what consumers think about, broadly speaking, about solar brands today? We were through Harris, we're able to segment on an unaided recall basis. So the question at a very high level said, you know, what are solar technology companies that you're aware of? And the results came out and it was Tesla and LG were neck and neck is the highest and then SunPower and Panasonic were a step down. And then there was pretty much every other solar brand. Solar brands that you and I can recite off the back of our hand were in the industry. But from a consumer's perspective, you know, Trina versus Q-Cells versus Solaria, great solar brands, but very, very low resonance on a consumer standpoint. And the statistical delta between those three tiers was significant. Credit to a company like an organization like SunPower that has pumped a lot of money into consumer marketing over the last decade you know, that, that has paid off in their consumer brand residence, but on a purely automated recall basis, it was Tesla and LG in a world of its own. It was like an order of magnitude higher, right? I mean, it was like 11% to 30%, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So, so it was uh, over 30% for Tesla and LG unaided, like 11 to 14 for Panasonic and Tesla. So that's well and good that homeowners can recall brands. But let's be honest, part of the salesperson's job and the installer's job is to tell them how solar is going to be paying back for them. So even though they might have sort of a recall sentiment for LG or SunPower or Tesla, that doesn't necessarily imply that they're willing to spend more money, which at the end of the day is what an installer or salesperson cares about, does it? Well, yes and no. So before we did a large-scale online survey about consumer buying behavior, uh, which had over 2,000 people, we did focus groups because we wanted to make sure that the online survey questions made sense. I mean, at the core, we just wanted to make sure they made sense for someone sitting in their home uh, filling out the survey. And what we learned from the focus group is people are very confused when they go solar. They're inundated with a technology conversation, a finance conversation, and then the selection of who the right contractor is. Now, as a residential salesperson, you have to break through all three of those barriers in order to get the person assigned your dotted line. And when you go in with a brand that they're comfortable with on a technology standpoint, it basically removes that barrier for you. Now, there's ways, and we've learned this through the data, that you can now enhance the value of the sale, increase revenue, increase margin if you sell to what the consumer wants. Mm. And what are some of those uh, consumer wants? So shockingly, consumers don't want the lowest price, or at least not every consumer does. Uh, so when we surveyed people that had recently adopted solar, defined as in within the last two years, why they chose their contractor, price was number four. Uh, quality was number one. Long-term performance was number two. Price was number four. And install recommendation was number three. Wow, that's surprising that upfront price is fourth on the list. I think that would surprise others uh, listening to this today. Were there other extrinsic values that installers are able to sell uh, that that further catalyze a consumer's decision to buy? Yes. So one of the most surprising things that came out of this research from my standpoint, as, as you referred to me as a solar OG, but someone who's been at this for a little while, the issue of warranties in an upfront sale was always a big question. You want to introduce the concept of failure to a consumer on a really big ticket purchase. And so selling the idea of a warranty has been almost taboo when you're sitting in front of a customer, where in the industry, we really talk about warranties and the strength of the warranty. But when we did what's called a, a DCM or discrete choice modeling, which enabled us to quantify the different parts of uh, the unique selling propositions of different solar technologies, the warranty stood out as having the highest tolerance from a consumer standpoint to pay a premium for if it was explained to them correctly. Now, you juxtapose that alongside the purchase motivations of why people purchase solar and warranty is pretty low, which means that this is really low hanging fruit for a residential salesperson to now actively sell warranty structures and explain what it means to the consumer because that drives a premium and you can rest assured that unless your competitor is listening to this podcast, yeah, nobody wants to talk to the customer about failure. One of the reasons that, in my experience, when I was at Trina, who's not been around for as long as uh, some power, LG, some of the others, that we didn't focus on warranty is because we'd say something like the panel has a 25-year warranty, and the customer would say, that's bogus. Your company hasn't even been around that long. And despite the proliferance of actuarial models and the like that do help us statistical uh, inference, it seems that there's a certain consumer sentiment towards brands that have been around for a while. Did, did your Harris poll? Yes. So 
you know, we really weren't trying to dig into how the consumers perceive a brand like Trina, but that's an obvious objection. If I were to be presented with a company I'd never heard of, do a quick Google research, you know, Chinese headquarter told manufactured in Southeast Asia, I want to be skeptical about that 25 year claim. You can almost use the Dwight Schrute in the office. Let me call the warranty number and see how long it takes them to pick up. Where if it's LG, because consumers have that familiar recognition or the net promoter score, they likely have an LG appliance in their home that they view favorably. And so, again, it's all about reducing this friction. We actually went so far as to quantify. We put a proposal together that was technically identical to one that was branded as LG. So we didn't juice it for efficiency or warranty structure or anything. And what the consumer said is if it was branded LG, they'd pay an almost 15% premium versus a generic branded proposal. And we know so many residential solar installers don't brand their proposals with the technology they're using. Now, interestingly, we did the same exercise with what we called a generic solar brand. Uh, think in your mind, like a Q-Cells or a Trina or somebody. And that over the generic had a 10% premium, which means that LG had a 5% premium over that. So what's the key takeaway? Whether or not you're selling LG, that's fine. Obviously prefer you sell LG, but you should still name the components that you're using. Unless you're ashamed of it, you can drive a premium, which is really just money in your pocket because this is what you're already installing. So interesting because a lot of installers would want to hold back on naming so that they can make that decision at the time that they purchase, right? It's a cash flow situation. And maybe they'll get uh, Panasonic for cheaper than LG and they consider them uh, fungible. But that is really, really interesting insight. I wonder if uh, there might be a sort of premium panel strategy from verbiage perspective, or would your poll seem to indicate, or your data, would your data seem to indicate that actually being faithful to or naming a brand is more important than saying a premium tier status of like brands like LG, Panasonic, Tesla? You know, as a former small business owner and solar contractor, I understand the trap of not wanting to lock yourself into a cost that uh, if you can take cost out and you can get the sale, that's margin for you, right? Every small business is constrained in 2020. I understand almost the requirement to do that. However, I think as we've learned in the consumer research, consumers aren't just buying solar as the idea of buying solar. They're becoming more sophisticated in what they're looking for. And as long as you have a competitor in the market who's not being generic in their naming, you're likely losing your fair share of deals. So the question is, is can you make more money by having the generic proposal that you then go to your distributor and buy the cheapest product to fulfill? Or can you drive a premium through selling a premium product? There is a customer base that will pay the premium if sold the premium. Here's the advice, you know, in-home sales, you aren't really doing it anymore, although now people are doing like front yard sales. Look at the car that the people are buying. Look at the neighborhood that they're in. And that gives you such an insight into their consumer buying psychology. I drive an Acura. Everyone knows an Acura is a high-end Honda, but if I'm a residential solar salesperson that's coming up to my house, I know that Brian Lynch pays a premium for a brand. Maybe that makes me irrational, but I did it and that's the way that I buy. And you can use those little insights, those tricks to figure out the way the consumer is thinking before you even talk to them. Hey there, commercial solar warriors. If you listen to this show, then by now you're very familiar that Extensible Energy's DemandX load flexibility software helps close more deals and faster by shifting to lower time of use rates and saving your customers 30% annual demand charges, all at a tenth of the cost of battery-based solutions. But did you know that Extensible 
also has a new Solar Partner Loyalty Incentive program that rewards your sales team with a generous sales bonus. Well, for now, until the end of the year, when you complete just three successful DemandX installs, your sales team member will get a $2,500 check or vacation voucher for when we all do get to travel again. This program also applies to your past customers who already have solar and could benefit from DemandX extra savings. Just contact Extensible Energy at extensibleenergy.com forward slash suncast to become a DemandX reseller and get all the program details and benefits for yourself. Again, that's extensibleenergy.com forward slash suncast. I also want to give folks uh, an additional piece of marketing advice. One of the things that I find uh, really, really good installers are doing is because we know that two thirds of their business is coming from referrals, they're keying in on the online review marketplace as a, as a area where they can drive brand value. What did your research find about what resources homeowners are utilizing to research solar power projects before they ever talk to an installer? Good question. And this one really, I think the results felt instinctually the way that I thought they would be. So they get their recommendation from a friend or a neighbor. They get the recommendation from the installer salesperson, but they don't take it at face value. They go back online. They look at resources like Energy Sage or Solar Reviews or any like the Reddit solar forums of all places. I will, of course, deny that I'm on there. And they look for that third-party validation. So it's a false assumption, although a lot of residential solar installers preach the, the one called close, get the person to sign on the dotted line. You've seen those organizations that drive for that have really high cancellation rates. Now, what are you doing? Yeah, you're creating sales efficiencies. You're not going out two or three times. And this is where if you lead with a premium product, you're selling the customer what they instinctually want to buy. As long as you demonstrate it's great value for them, then they're more apt to do that and they'll follow through. Having a canceled close you know, two weeks before you go to pull permits is almost as detrimental to your business as an inefficient salesperson who takes three or three times to go to the person's house to close. Yeah. I find that there's a two-party close model that I've been talking about with folks lately, and it's akin to buying a timeshare. How do they get you to buy a timeshare? They get you to experience the timeshare. And after you've had breakfast on that first morning, they invite you into the office to talk about how this experience could be yours uh, into perpetuity, right? Brian, with that in mind, what do you think are key ways to optimize these referrals since that in fact is the lifeblood of many installers? I think it's being present at the time of installation to use your timeshare analogy. That's when people are most happy. When I got my solar installed on my roof, it was like my baby, right? The neighbors came over to ask me questions. If you're a residential salesperson, make sure you're stopping by in the afternoon when the glass is going up and it really becomes tangible. The other thing is people are generally, they have a lot of pride when they make a, a good investment. And a brand like LG helps solidify that, that this was a good, smart investment. So we're really working at LG to build more technology tools to enable and facilitate referrals that connect the brand and the technology to the solar installation. Around SPI, you'll, we'll come out with ways to make this more kinesthetic or you know, how do you take something that's up on a roof and people don't really understand their energy bills. We're trying now to make this, we're trying to enable higher touch for the customers to understand it which in turn will drive referrals because people better understand what their system is doing and how the technology is working on that roof. Well, Brian, as we wrap, I'd love to know if there are any final thoughts uh, on your side that might help these installers drive uh, not only more impact for their marketing dollar spent, but more margins as well. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing, Nico, is consumers really view going solar as an investment. 
where in the solar industry, we view it as a cost to them. So yeah. reframing this whole idea of the proposals being an investment or step one of taking an investment in your home. We all know about the energy yield, the energy savings. We talk about that all the time, but we don't always talk about how solar adds value to the home. And these are ways to now overcome common sales objections. And we also found through the consumer research that people are more apt to spend more upfront when they view it as an investment. So now we talk about margin creation and higher revenue creation when you pitch it as the investment versus the cost. The other big thing, and we talked about this, is talk about the technology that you're installing. Talk about the brand and know and be comfortable with the fact that the consumer after you leave is going to go back and Google and verify everything that you say. Are your technology partners helping with that rebound effect when they Google the warranty structure? Right? LG has spent a lot of time with blog content and SEO optimization to really serve as that echo chamber for the consumer to reinforce their buying behavior. And then finally, the warranty. We see this as the lowest hanging fruit to drive a premium for installers, something that actually I didn't think about prior to the Harris Poll results. But when you sell the warranty and you explain the warranty structure, the bankability, who the company is behind the warranty, this is how you can really drive differentiation and a premium for your product. Because consumers, although they might not stay in their home for 20 or 25 years, they're really thinking about this as a long-term investment. And the warranty underpins all of that. Well, Brian, let's take it home. You've been in this business for a long time. You and I have both been both selling projects panels and helping others learn how to do that and maximize their uh, return and their customer base. Any final nugget of wisdom that you'd share with the Suncast tribe? If you're a small solar business, a residential contractor, and you're questioning, is what you're doing right in 2020? Maybe you've been at it for five, 10 years and you're, you're recognizing the market has changed. Take a minute, go to the Suncast webpage, click on the link that Nico's going to put up about the LG Pro Partner Portal. Hit me up on LinkedIn reach out to me directly. There is real value in breaking out of that commodity cycle. When you win on price, you lose the next time your competitor is offering a penny below you. When you sell a differentiation and a value in technology, you'd be amazed the results that can happen to your business. And we're, we're happy to help all of the Suncast listeners optimize their business for that. Well, there you have it, Solar Warrior, a true solar pioneer who has been in the trenches with you and understands the consumer solar buying behavior as represented not only through his years of experience and mine, but through their own Harris poll, uh, which goes deep into the consumer sentiments of more than 2000 homeowners. I would encourage you that if you are looking for that kind of value and support for your business, go check out my Suncast dot com forward slash LG solar and give a look at the LG pro network. You'll also get access to their Harris poll and the deep dive that Brian and I mentioned before, and you'll probably get access to chat with Brian himself. It's a small but mighty team over at LG and they're doing great things as are many of you out there in the tribe. This has been an absolutely fantastic conversation, Brian. Great to go deep with you and uh, hope to have you back soon. Appreciate it, Nico. That's a wrap on this conversation, Warrior, but I do hope that we'll see you back here on Thursday for this week's long-form interview. I also encourage you to check out other episodes of Suncast and let me know what you think of these shorter-form discussions. Do you want more like this? We've got hundreds of episodes, resources, and highlights from these discussions, along with the social media links for each episode guest, book recommendations, and so much more over at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with our Suncast tribe, like subscribing to our weekly tribe exclusive emails or even joining our exclusive inner circle of infinite learners and clean economy champions we affectionately refer to as the Guild. 
If you're on Spotify or iTunes, I do so appreciate your rating and review so that others can also find Suncast more easily. And a special thank you to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible. You can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor, as well as learn more about becoming a sponsor if that's something that you're interested in. You can follow the links there as well to any of the offers that we've discussed about any of our sponsors here today. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.